License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. We're going to keep you up to date throughout the afternoon on what's happening in the U.S. Senate. The test vote to break the filibuster and move forward on that big package of money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, Gaza, and the U.S. border failed. They did not get the 60 votes they needed. Chuck Schumer says he has a plan B. He intends to hold another vote this afternoon on money for Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, and Taiwan and take out everything related to the U.S. border. We don't know the time of that vote, but we'll keep an eye on that for you. That's coming up. Right there this afternoon, Schumer calls it Plan B. Mel, if I can interject, nail on the head, he's going to put this up, and if this passes this afternoon without the border, he will immediately say, see, 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 it's Republicans who don't want to do anything about the border. It's the MAGA extremists of Donald Trump. It's not my man, Joe Biden. It's you Republicans. This isn't Plan B. This was Plan A all along. It was plan A all along because from the beginning it was said we want standalone bills and we want to have a secure border before we move forward with any more money to anywhere else. They refused. Mm. Biden refused. No, he wanted it all together. And they knew what they were coming up with does nothing to secure the border and that the Republicans would most likely vote it down. This was plan A. Now we have a scapegoat. Uh, We can go out there and say, look, see, Republicans don't want to close the border. We can say it's Trump's fault. We can say whatever we want to say. And we still get our money for Ukraine. $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, more money for uh, Taiwan and feeding people in the Gaza Strip. It's a total of $95 billion, and that vote will occur this afternoon. We're also discussing the city of Austin saying that it is proud to announce it has now moved 694 homeless out of encampments and into shelters funded by the taxpayers. The latest batch is 33 who were moved along with their six dogs into one of those hotels bought by the taxpayers. They had been living in a giant encampment near Longhorn Dam and East Cesar Chavez Street, The city says cleaning up that camp will take several weeks, but they're very proud that they've been able to move 694 homeless into taxpayer shelters. Mm. You can weigh in with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. We also have the story of the battle of the gun range versus the homeowners association. Is this in your old neck of the woods or close to it? It is close to it. It's in Montgomery County. Uh, It's a little bit east of Montgomery itself. Um, This, (laughs) there's so much wrong with this. One, you've got a gun range that has been in existence since 1995, having zero problems. Then in 2019, you had a company that wanted to come in and develop land around it and build a community is what they call it Mm -hmm. so build up houses subdivisions and they did so 
And now they're complaining that the gun range doesn't have proper safety measures in place and the communities, the homes, the cars are just getting pelted with bullets all of the time. Bing, 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 bing. So yeah. they have filed a lawsuit here. What's Again, what's interesting to me is, uh, developer, did you not check out to see if that would ever even be a possibility when this gun range was established before you started building? Second, it said that this gun range host lots of different law enforcement. I would think that if law enforcement were out there and they thought in any manner or shape that this was not a safe environment, they would not continue contracts with them. Participate, yeah. The uh, lawsuit has been filed by the Homeowners Association. They want a court order against the gun range, ordering them not to allow anyone to fire in the direction of this development, the HOA, 2,200-acre master-planned community. Uh, here's one of the residents who's joined this lawsuit. He is Mark Kennedy. He is one of the homeowners in the suit. I'm not anti-gun. In fact, I, I, I belong to a range myself. The problem I see is that bullets are raining down in a residential area, and the owner doesn't seem to have any interest in putting into place the necessary safety precautions that would keep this from happening. The owner of the gun range says that is not true. We are meeting all safety standards. We have berms and other measures in place, and we're confident that no ammunition is leaving our range. The homeowners say we've had eight houses hit and multiple cars have been hit. They even brought in their own outside expert, Richard N. Ernest, forensic ballistics expert. He says, I believe that ammunition is finding its way off the range and into the neighborhood. There are a lot of bad shooters there if they have the burn <laughs> set up. They're shooting a little high there, neighbor. Uh, hey, my position is if that neighborhood, and I know the gun place was there before, if that neighborhood is getting belted and they have evidence to that that they can bring to a court of law, yeah, the gun range got to find a different direction or take some more safety, you know, big, big builder burn, belt build bigger burns to prevent the bullets from going into that area. It just is its amazing to me all these years, all these decades, no problems. And then when you decide to develop the area right behind it or right beside it, then there's issues. It's not to say if they are coming from the range, absolutely. They should do everything possible to make sure yeah. that that, yes. that that is not possible. But I think it really does need to be investigated, and I don't know how you do this because I, I know that the HOA hired someone, but you know what? You, you paid them money. They, they will testify to what you paid them money for. What is the distance from the berms at the gun range to the nearest houses? I have not it's seen that see in that any either. of the stories that I've been reading. There is a temporary court order on the gun range right now, you will not allow anyone to fire in the direction of the homes. Uh, can they fire in a different direction? That's not clear from this story. The homeowners say, we're not looking for any money. We just want the bullets to stop. You can weigh in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. Call or text us. What would be the solution here? What's the proper thing to do? As Melinda noted, the range was there first. 1995, the neighborhood didn't arrive until 2019.
512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. Well, and it makes me wonder how much was cleared out just so that they could get this development done. Perhaps Mm -hmm. it was completely safe when it was just the range there, and then you've got developers that come in and they take out trees or they take out whatever to make sure that the houses are leveled. Did they take out something that was a safety measure. It's sort of, I reflect on people who sue airports because it's too noisy. And they (laughs) built their house. (laughs) Yeah, they built the house after the airport was built. Let's go to Marie with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Marie. Welcome. Hello there. How are you all today? Very well, Marie. Thank you. What do you make of this story, Marie? Well, number one, if it's raining bullets, that means that they are either shooting pistols or rifles in the air. Or do they have a ski range? Is it raining uh, shotgun pellets? No. The the expert, uh, Mr. Ernest, says these are rounds from AK-47s, AR-15s, 9 millimeters, and 38s. Okay. Well, 38s, I mean, they don't have just a real far trajectory, but... I mean, it just doesn't make sense because those you don't shoot those in the air. And if it's raining, to me, that means, oh, it's coming down from up in the air. Who's going to be shooting bullets up in the air? Well, and that's something that the gun range said is he they are claiming it's coming from outside sources that are shooting, whether outside it is sources. up in... Like, nobody that's at the range, whether they're in the subdivision or they're elsewhere driving around shooting, which in these day and time, you can't rule that out. Yep, adjacent ranch land, and you've got people out there in the middle of the night hunting pigs. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) If they're, I mean, you know, I would would definitely want to see the the, uh, holes and the insurance receipts for these things that have to be fixed and what time of the day and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Marie, thanks so much. You have a great afternoon. We appreciate it. Here are the numbers. We'll work in more of your comments coming up. 512-836-0590. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here every weekday, 2 to 6, live and local. One of the stories we're discussing with you is out of Conroe. It's being reported that a homeowners association is suing a gun range. The homeowners claim that bullets are making their way off of the gun range and striking their homes and vehicles. 512-836-0590. Matt is with us in South Austin. Hey, Matt, welcome. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, y'all. Um... You know, that's, uh, unfortunately, that uh, uh, sounds really bad because the, the gun range was there first. And as a developer myself, you have to be aware of what you're developing and where. You know, if you want to have a custom home neighborhood, you don't do it right next to a convenience store or a junkyard. You know, and so any mitigation, you know, any mitigation that should be done, if there are bullets coming off the gun range, should be done by the development company and by the HOA because that's completely upon their responsibility. And yeah, they, I would think that that would be something your that you're, yeah. yeah, I want to develop all of this land here, okay? It backs up to a gun range. We probably should check if there's any safety issues that may come up. 
Yeah, I mean, the gun range was there. I mean, the guy was running a business. I mean, it's not like, it kind of reminds me of that situation where you had Black's Barbecue, you know, put a barbecue joint in right. and, the, and the smoke was, was going over to an existing neighborhood. Well, it should be up to Blacks to mitigate mitigate that because they're the new guy. Which they did. They which they, which, which they, they eventually did, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so it shouldn't be upon the, the gun range whatsoever to do anything because they were there, you know, and those people chose to move there even though there's a gun range next door and the people developed it knowing there was a gun range right there. So they should have put, gone in there and put up huge berms or metal plates or whatever else it is, you know, before they even built the neighborhood. What? You know, it shouldn't. It should. It shouldn't have fallen upon the business owner who was there first. Matt, it's just speculation, of course. But why do you think the developer did not take those steps? Well, it's pr probably because they got a good deal on the land, and they didn't want. They didn't necessarily want to address the situation because they, they, they probably said, "Well, you know, once we sell these houses, we don't care." Money, money, money. But didn't it also yeah, behoove exactly those who it. do the? Didn't it move Matt those who do the planning, the plats who approve the plats, like the county? Or the city to say, yeah. hey, here's this a little red flag. Close. There's a there's a gun range right there, and you know Jethro's backyard. You better watch out. No, move move that yeah, development I mean, back. Well, you're also talking about you know if it's a county or a city, um, you know, and who is really overseeing the 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 zoning and the and the and the variances for each piece of property and what that should have been. It's like, oh, hey, listen, there's a gun range over here. You know, first of all, it's going to be a sound, it's going to be a sound issue and also a safety issue. Maybe we shouldn't grant maybe we shouldn't grant this development and you know, all these, you know, the zoning changes and everything else to make a residential. Yeah, it's 2200 acres. I, you could probably have left 50 around. Exactly. You could you could probably free up four or five acres, build a little bit more berms so that you didn't have those issues. But you know what that that's a couple less houses and a couple and less money in their pocket. Matt, thanks so much. You have a good afternoon, sir. Nope, no problem. You have a good day. You thanks. too. Thank you. 512-836-0590. Eddie is with us in Jonestown. Eddie, good afternoon. I understand you're an attorney. Is that right, sir? I, I am. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, Welcome, I, Eddie. What are your thoughts? So I understand the sort of the fairness argument that people are making, but you have to start with first principles, which are nobody has a right to shoot a gun and have the ammo land on someone else's property. You just don't have that right, period. You don't get that right by prescription. You don't get that right by use. You don't get it at all. So whether there were houses there or pigs there or cows there or nobody there, the gun range had a duty to make sure that when people were firing at the gun range that the ammo did not land on property that wasn't theirs. That's just the law. That's just black and white. But, Eddie, they're uh, saying that th that it's not, that it's not ammo coming from their well, range. How do you go about well, even well, then, figuring well, then, that out? Well, well, you can figure that out easy enough. Where is it coming from? I mean, look, you don't have to be Perry Mason or Charlie Tan to figure that out. But let's just stick with the facts about whether they can do it or not do it. Whether, whether the housing development was there before or after does come into play only in a sense that the gun range has a duty, and they've always had a duty, to make sure to do whatever they can that's reasonable under ordinary circumstances of an ordinarily prudent person to make sure that the ammo does not end up on adjoining property. Now, when that property is empty and there's nobody there, you can make an argument that their duty is a little bit less. Their standard of care is a little bit less. Because what are you going to hurt? 
uh, you know, wild boar or something. Once the property gets on there, the standard of care by the gun range increases exponentially because you're talking about uh, health uh, and uh, human health and safety uh, of, of individuals. So, you know, if the property was zoned and they have a right to be there, it's incumbent upon the gun range to take steps. And it might be that there aren't going to be steps that are workable for them. Maybe they end up just being uh, a shotgun only place, or maybe only twenty-two caliber. See, that doesn't I don't know. seem fair or maybe to me. They anybody. have to have a monitor out there. Yeah. But let me give you just a, 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 a circumstance that I think people think about that is unfair. We we have a house on Devil's Hollow in Lake Travis in a very nice community, and there are people who bought in our community. On Devil's Hollow, some people call it Devil's Cove. Everybody's familiar with it. Weekends, it's wild and crazy. It's a lot of fun, people having fun. There are people who have bought homes, built homes right on the water, and now they're complaining about the noise in Devil's Hollow. Well, that's their own damn problem. They call that coming to the nuisance. And if anybody builds a house on a cove where everybody knows is a party cove, they have no standing, no right to complain about when that cove fills up with people having a good time on a public But what about the nudity and sex? What about the nudity and sex goes on? You know what? I've seen it, and all you can do is try and unsee it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is that you? Did you wave at me? Did you wave at me? I will tell you, I have a a telescope. (laughs) that's in in my office overlooks it and none of that happens i mean the worst that happens is you get a bunch of different people playing a bunch of different really horrible music and and that's about it and then you you know unfortunately we have a drowning there every couple of years yeah but none of that gives anybody who moved there and we hear it full blast about four weekends of the year but you know what? We moved it. We bought the house. We, we, we accepted that. We, in the law, it's called coming to the nuisance. Coming we to came the to the nuisance. It's like moving next door to a pig farm. Suck it up. Coming to the nuisance. How often do you check that telescope to make sure everything is cool? I, you know, I'm, I'm beyond looking out. Uh, for for what's going on down there, because really there's nothing interesting going on. Down there. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Thank <laughs> you. Well, Have a good so afternoon. Good. Appreciate it. By yes, what Melinda. Eddie was saying, it sounds like it. The homeowners association that has filed this lawsuit, the developers the and the the gun range, seems like they could come up with something. Hey, we'll pay for the cost for you to build something that will absolutely, in no way, allow for any bullet ever to get off right. your property. It seems like it shouldn't take a lawsuit. All right, here are the numbers. You can weigh in with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. We have news headlines coming up just ahead. Much more to cover with you. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. One of the stories we're discussing with you right now is from the Conroe area where a homeowners association says eight homes and multiple vehicles have been hit with rounds of ammunition that left a gun range in their vicinity. They're now in court. The HOA is suing the gun range. The gun range says, we're complying with all state standards. We have berms and other measures in place to prevent ammunition from leaving the range and reaching those homes. So they're now going to battle it out in court. They also say that they maintain them, which is a big 
part of this because if you're continuously being hit, it does erode it over time. You've got to build it back up. Let's go to Matthew at 332 on KLBJ. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Fine, Matthew. Welcome. Well, thank you for taking my call. This is the first call I've made to you guys. I appreciate you guys. But when you were talking about this issue we have with the Homeowners Association and the gun range, I, I stopped the car. I had to call in because Mr. Ernest, I think it was, said that guns or bullets are finding their way into that neighborhood. I thought that was extremely funny. Um, but with that said, the homeowners associate or the, the homeowners, they were there before. They were there. They're there already, and then the development is new. The gun range the gun was, was there, there first, many years before right. the homes. Yes. And now there's now there's homes, and then they want to develop more. I don't know about that. The current development is two thousand two hundred acres. They just want the bullets to stop hitting their cars and their homes and uh, endangering their lives, as they put it. Yeah, endangering. I just think it's funny. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But, you know, they should take, you know, as far as one guy said or gal said that uh, we're not asking for money or so forth, I'm sure the developers are building nice parks and so forth for them to file suit against the gun range, but I just wanted to make those comments. All right, uh, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. I can see from the homeowners, it would be very unnerving being in your backyard, cooking a little hamburger, and bing, bing, bing. Where'd that come from, honey? Somebody shooting high over the gun range. So, I'm with you, Mel. I don't think a lawsuit. Just get together and say, we will help pay for larger berms, or we can do this or do that, but that would be frightening. Especially if they're saying they only want the safety here. They're not asking for any kind of money. It seems like it would be an easy enough fix for them all to come to the table and say, okay, you think it's us? That we're the, we're the reason why you're having that here? How can we work together to build up something tall enough that that is just not even a possibility? And then if it continues, you know it wasn't us. We're also uh, keeping an eye on the U.S. Senate today to keep you up to date on what's happening. Uh, earlier today, they did take a vote on that package of money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, humanitarian assistance, and the U.S. border. It did not get the 60 or more votes needed to keep moving forward with that package. So now the leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, the head of the Democrats, plans to hold a separate vote this afternoon on the same package, except he's going to remove everything related to the U.S. border. So that's a package of $95 billion for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and humanitarian relief in the Gaza Strip. That's going to be coming up. What uh-huh. are you seeing related to that, Melinda? Uh, well, go ahead. This is probably going to pass. Nearly a dozen key uh, Republican senators had said, yeah, we're on board. We'll help the Democrats advance the aid for Ukraine and Israel. Uh, one senator, Mike Rounds of South Dakota, said, I would have liked to have seen the border security stuff included, but on our side, we've got some folks uncomfortable with it. Wow. Thank- way to stand up. Thanks for, thanks for hanging in there yeah. to protect our border. Uh, all right. So let's assume it does pass in the Senate this afternoon. What does Speaker Johnson do on the House side? He says he wants standalone bills, one issue at a time, Ukraine on its own, etc. What will he do when the Senate sends over this package with lots of stuff all blended together? He, to me, 
should stand by his original words. If you want it to be standalone, then that's how you vote for it. Um, I know that there's not a large appetite up there for the Israel funding right now amongst some of them. And there's not a large appetite for the Ukraine funding against some, for some of them. You have to say what you said to begin with. What you said when you first took over the speakership is you want standalones and a border has to be done first. Here are the numbers, 512 512- Eight three six zero five ninety. You can also weigh in on that. That's the biggest story coming out of Washington this afternoon. Uh, Becky has a comment on that story about the homeowners versus the gun range. Hey, Becky, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. How are y'all? Very good. well, thank you, Becky. Um, yeah, I just wanted to to note that there's a big red flag with their expert that they hired um, because. An AR-15 is just a style of rifle. It comes in several different calibers. And there's absolutely no way he could tell a a particular bullet came from an AR-15. Like I said, of course, you've got to take any expert that is hired outside of and and see who are they getting the money for because they're likely (laughs) going to testify in line with who gave them the money. Yeah, and I, I see this as being a, a stepping stone, again, to, you know, get rid of AR-15. Well, and I'm just uh-huh. curious. I'm sitting at home. I find a bullet hole in my house. You know what I'm you doing? Have, I'm calling the police. Right, have any of them no called idea. the police, filed a report, said, hey, I, I don't know where this came from? Or have there been police investigations into this that say, hey, it's it's got to be coming from the range? Right. And I, well, I wouldn't think that but um you know who's to say that they're not doing it on purpose just for this all right becky thank you have a good afternoon cindy is with us at three thirty-eight on klbj hello cindy hi how are you very well cindy thank you welcome um i was calling in regards to the shooting story um i have kind of a funny story being on the receiving end of bullets and um, I'm not a great storyteller, I've been told, but um, uh, years and years ago, a friend flew up in a little Cessna to visit and said, hey, let's go to lunch. And so we went to the airport, got in, taxied over to the fuel pumps. My husband and him got out. They're fueling up and I'm sitting in the back and all of a sudden they dropped to the ground. And I'm looking out the window thinking, what are they doing? And they're yelling at me. They open the cargo door, pull me out, and said, there's, there's bullets coming. And there's bullets hitting all around them and going by their head. So they, we did the duck walk to the restaurant that's at the airport. All these people are sitting there eating in front of, you know, the window. And open the door, and my husband yells, get down. There's, there's uh, shots fired. And everybody drops. They call the sheriff. The sheriff comes out, they start talking to him, and he thinks it's no big deal. And um, all of a sudden, a bullet goes by his head, and he drops to the ground. And come to find out, it was some guys doing a target shooting. You know, I don't know if they are shooting cans or what they were shooting. And the bullets, they were on the perimeter of their house, was on the perimeter of the um, airport property. And they were going through the trees and hitting the buildings, hitting the airplanes, hitting the tanks. Um, it was... Now we can laugh at the time. It wasn't funny, though. 
Oh, I'm um, sure. And I'm sure they faced lots of charges, as they should. I hope nobody got hurt in that incident. No, nobody got hurt. Um, I think the sheriff's ego was hurt a little bit, um, but that's about it. And they put a helicopter, sent a helicopter up, you know, circling to find them. That's how they found them. And they were charged, and our friend was subpoenaed to court. However, they did end up settling. And I don't really know what he was charged with, but it, it was a serious offense. Cindy, thanks so much. You have a good one. 512-836-0590. you got to be careful anywhere you shoot a weapon like that. Even if you think you're out in the country and you're safe, uh, you don't know what's over that little rise or that hill. 512-836-0590. now. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Thank you for joining us. Jack is here producing at 345. Hello, Carol. Welcome to KLBJ. Hello. Yes, Carol. Welcome. Hi. I just want to add something on uh, what are those people getting um, as far as they're not asking for money? Uh, they want that gun range, you know, to stop shooting through the furs and stuff. What I wanted to say is what they would be getting if they can get them shut down would be quiet. And, I mean, I think that Melinda was right. If I found a bullet hole, I would call the police. If I found a shell casing, I'd, I'd probably report it to somebody. And who knows that maybe they're not being set up because if I bought a house and I was living there and then I realized that the gunshots were just, just too much, um, I might, like, want to get involved in something that might cause them some trouble or make them think twice about staying open for business. And I think gun rages are important. I mean, you really need to know how to use your weapon, and you need to practice. And I'm just wondering if maybe there's just not something behind this where they're just trying to... I, I think lit lit litigation is really expensive for the owner of the gun range, and I think maybe, who knows, it could be just a little way to harass them. Get and, them to uh, shut down do completely. We'll be getting quiet out of it. I mean, maybe if they shut them down, they, they're happy because they're not near a gun range anymore. It was there first. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted to say. Carol, thank you. Mm -hmm. You have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. This is a story out of San Antonio. The Bear County Deputy Fire Marshal had his Bear County car which is clearly marked and painted, parked outside his home October 17th. Someone broke into his car and stole a Remington 12-gauge, one six-hour M400 rifle with two fully loaded magazines, and additional equipment, including one Avon M50 FM50 tactical gas mask. Police in San Antonio say they now have arrested the two suspects, a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. And they say both of them were quickly on Instagram posing with pictures of the stolen weapons that were taken from the deputy fire marshal's official vehicle. This just goes to show just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you're smart. Stupid that is party a of one, dumb yeah. thing to do. But I also, I have issues with the fire marshal here. Um, leaving that equipment in your vehicle I know my brother-in-law, who's been in law enforcement forever, it is a big ordeal that he has to unload his truck every night, take everything in, and then load it back up in the morning unless that vehicle is parked in the garage, the door's going to be down, and it's locked. Yes. Um, so 
I'm not sure why the fire marshal didn't go through those measures to make sure that there wasn't anything of value or anything that yeah. shouldn't be in the hands of somebody besides himself there. But, man, one, dumb criminals, brazen criminals. It's parked outside their house, and you have no problem breaking into yeah. it. And then going on social media and bragging about it, even wearing the gas mask. That night, yeah, the night they stole the guns from the deputy fire marshal. Uh, one of the suspects uh, went on Instagram. He was wearing the stolen gas mask, oh. plate carrier. He had the shotgun and the rifle slung across his body with a red bandana wrapped around the barrel. He also bragged about breaking into a cop car and talked about his involvement in the crime, which he did commit with the other suspects. These guys are just flat out stupid. I do question the law enforcement, the the fire guy, for having that much or that much arsenal left in the car. You know, I'm with you, Mel. You got to you got to take you got to move some out of there because it's too tempting for these Yahoo criminals to say, "Look, just break the window. Look at all what we're going to have, plus a gas mask too." Well, I mean, we are we have been, and for the last several years, police departments, especially in this area, I don't know if they're doing it all across the nation, what do they tell you when you go shopping? Don't leave anything valuable in your car. Um, we've talked about the stories where guns are getting stolen out of the vehicle, and they're told time and time again, you don't leave yeah. a gun in your vehicle. The same applies to this fire marshal should have yes it's a pain because i've i've sat and watched didn't didn't volunteer to help but i've sat and watched my brother-in-law yeah. unload and load day in and day out Dude. it's a pain but that's what you have to do to make sure that nobody gets their hands on something that they shouldn't and does a fire marshal have need all that arsenal i don't know i'm just asking a question you fire folks out there does a fire marshal need to have that much fire power in his vehicle well, this story, Ed, does not indicate if the guns were Personal. Bear County guns or his own weapons, mm -hmm. but you're you're raising an interesting yeah. question there. Does is it standard operating procedure for a fire marshal to have a twelve gauge yeah. and a rifle in his right. car? Is that's, that what you're my, asking? That's my question. If if we get callers to say, yeah, it's it's part of the deal, it's part of the deal. I just don't know. I have another brother-in-law that's an arson investigator. I know he carries. I don't know mm -hmm. that if, if he carries. A rifle in his right. car at all times. I know he just carries on his person. 512-836-0590. This is Jerry in Compras Cove with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Jerry. How are you, sir? Uh, it's Terry. But oh, I'm sorry, Terry. Welcome aboard, Terry. I, I'm fine. Listen to you people all the time. Enjoy your show. Thank you. First time I ever called any show, but I live above a gun range. Mm. Uh, I can hear them firing all the time. When we moved in there six years ago, built a house up on top of this, we didn't know the gun range was there. But mm. it was, it's been there for like, since the 60s, second generation on it now. And it's open from nine to five, and it's not open on Sundays. And they shoot some pretty high powered rifles in there. So we went down there to shoot. You're shooting into the hill, and it's completely covered. So, it doesn't, so how these bullets are getting these people's yard, I have no idea. I've talked to a number of them. Some of them say they get bullets all the time. Well, how come somebody hasn't been shot or hit with one of these? So I take the attitude of most of these people are going, well, we bought it in this place. We like it. We don't like the gun range. We want to get rid of it. We don't care what imposition we put on anybody. It's all about us. 
Yeah. And I talked to another fellow that lives there that used is elderly man, older than I am. He's in his 80s, and he he still shoots. He has his own range way out in the country, but he shoots at this one. He's known these people for years, and he's a pistol guy. He's was on the Army pistol team, the Navy pistol team. And I said, well, how many bullets are you finding in your yard? You've lived here before the gun range. He says, I've never found one bullet. Huh. Interesting. Terry, thank you, sir. Have a good afternoon. Craig is with us from South Austin. He wants to address Ed's question about the deputy fire marshal keeping all of those guns in his clearly marked fire marshal car on his driveway at night where the guns were stolen. Craig, welcome. How are you, sir? Good, guys. How are you all doing? Great, good. Craig. So just real, real quick questions. First of all, about the gun range. To me, you build a house close to a baseball field, you can't complain about the baseball hitting your windshield. So yeah. you, you kind of knew going in. Secondly, as far as the uh, pulling the weapons out, I pulled my weapons out as well. But there was a time when you didn't have to worry about that. But every year, as cops, you learn you have to circle the wagons a little tighter and tighter because you have less and less trust in people. Well, yeah, there was, a, there was a time you didn't have to lock your front doors, at least in the country where I grew up. Lift your keys in your car. You're right. Yep. You're right. And as far as, your, Ed, your question, good question. We're police officers, too, and it'd be kind of like being kind of pregnant. If you're going to be a cop, you need to have all the weapons you need to be a cop. Okay. And so you're, you're expected to perform as a cop, so you don't want to short, even though we're fire cops, you don't want to shortchange yourself. So, Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense to me. So you're saying, Craig, it's it's common for fire marshals to have a rifle or a shotgun in their official city or county vehicle? Yes, because if, if you're representing yourself as a police officer, um, you want to have all the equipment that you're going to need to perform as a police officer should that uneventful, you know, that hopefully never happening event arises. All right, uh, Craig, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. You hear all the time arsonists come back to the scene, so... They may come back and try something. Hmm. 512-836-0590. We've got news next at the top of the hour. You can catch Ed 4 to 6 live with Jeff Ward for Sports Talk 102.7 ESPN. License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. 